Welcome to another episode of What's Up With DJ. My name is DJ. Each week I bring you topics about current events, career development, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, like, comment, and of course... Review the show on Apple Podcasts. Your comments are always encouraged and appreciated. In part two of my conversation with real estate investment coach Anthony Pierre and the author of Boundless Success, now available on Amazon, you can find a link to his book and other good information about Anthony and me in the show description. So part one of our conversation, Anthony and I spoke about how he ended up doing six years in prison by trying to help a friend. He lost a very successful real estate business and all the things you lose when you are convicted of a crime and you enter the prison correctional system. In part two of our conversation, Anthony will explain the lessons that he learned while in prison, how he helped other prison mates and how he rebuilt his real estate business and ultimately his life. We will go into detail about how prison affected his spiritual beliefs and made him a better businessman, a better family man, and ultimately a better human being. Sometimes people allow what happened from a parent or a loved one affect their lives so that they can't get over it and they can't move forward. So mm-hmm. once I was able to do it, now I can help other people's. And that's what I started doing. And it started when I was in prison, uh, when it started with my bunkie, the first person who really reached out and said he wanted to learn how to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. And that was like my, my first opportunity outside of just teaching people spiritually to teach people from a business standpoint. And I made a, I made an agreement with them. I says, look, I'll teach you. Uh, but what I want is, is that I want you to type everything, take the notes and then type all the notes up. Cause he worked at the auto school. This was before I even got to the auto school. He was at the auto school. So he had access to computers. So I says, I'll sit down with you, but you got to take all the notes and then type them up. So that way, if some other students want to learn, I don't have to go through all oh, this. That's stuff. great, man. Right. So he was like, absolutely. So we sat down for one hour a week uh, on Sunday for eight months uh, and I sat down and I taught him and he took notes of everything that I wanted him to learn and he typed it all up. And then I created this system called uh, Four Phases to Becoming a Successful uh, Real Estate Investor. I ended up turning it into like a 16-week course. And I started teaching it to all the inmates. And before you know it, I got to, I had him, then I had four people after he finished. And then before you know, it, I had eight or nine people sitting at a table. And finally, he, he, the COs and that, what's going on over there? So finally, my boy was like, man, this is getting insane, man. You need to talk to the, maybe I'm going to go talk to the principal. I'm going to let her know that you're going to come to her. So went to the principal, said, hey, I got this program. She says, I've been hearing about it. She says, I don't have room here in the school, but let me introduce you to the director of education with Arbana University. And this is all why you was in prison? This is all why I was in prison. Wow. Yeah. So she said, let me hook you up with the director of education with uh, Arbana University. So I met with the director of education, says, hey, I hear this program. She looked at, she said, oh, wow, I love it. She's like, I got a space for you. I got a class for you. Uh, We'll make it a certified program. They can get certified. They can get a certificate at the end of the 16 weeks. And, you know, let's go. And so I started the program and, you know, the average enrollment for students was about 10 students. Uh, 10 to 10 to 15 students at the max in the classes in all my classes there was over 35 students we had to, I had to have them bring in 15 extra chairs and sometimes we'd be close to 40 students wow. uh, so you know the class was were packed and I taught it uh, I taught it each semester and I taught two separate classes each semester so that was well over 70 yeah. students so how many lives did you think how many inmates lives you think you impacted just in, the, in that class alone? Man, hundreds, man, hundreds, man, because, uh, you know, uh, the crazy thing is that, you know, uh, 
one of the things that I, I utilized that platform to do was to shift their mindsets. So one mm-hmm. of the things that I would do, uh, which the one first thing I would do in a class, because I would have everything in the class. I, I have all these, you know, I don't know what different crimes that they would be in there from everything. Mm. Uh, but what I would do is the first thing I do is I ask them a question. Uh, before we even start the class, I says, if you can do, if you can have anything in the world right now, what would it be? Mm. And then I'll get answers from them and I'll write them down on the board, all the different answers. Uh, so I would do this every, every semester because I wanted to kind of see if there was a similarity. Okay. You know, I would get the similarity. So, so, but what I noticed in every class and even with, you know, is that there was a similarity. Okay. And, and the similarity was this, is that they never said if they can have anything right now that they will be, they never said that they would be free and all the, and all the money in the world. They, 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 that was like freedom was like well let down the line. It's like, I, I would assume that would be number one, right? But yeah, you would said, think that not, I would right? just be free, right? Now, freedom wasn't even in the top five, right? Wow. What was in the top five is they would say is that they will want peace and stability. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So peace and stability was like at the top. You know what I'm saying? That became the number one. Like, I, I just want peace. I want to be able to provide for my family. So it was stuff like that. It was all family based and, and, and just things like that. But it never was like, I just want to be free. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, no, but I want to be able to provide for my family. I want to be mm-hmm. able to have stability. I want to have peace. Mm-hmm. And this was the top. So what I started realizing in the core of all beings, it's not about being rich. Mm-hmm. It's about just having peace yeah. and stability. If, if, if it wasn't necessary, let me ask you this. If, if you can work two hours a day, and be able to have everything that you need every day in your life, but you won't necessarily ever have a million dollars in a bank account. Mm-hmm. But you have everything that you need, your house, everything you would take in, and all you got to do is work a couple of hours a day, and you can have that, and then you'll be you have everything else that you need. Would you take that? Oh yeah. Or you can have a billion dollars in a bank account and be and miserable. You have a business, and you can deal with the stresses of the business, and you might have to work all different types of hours, and you might have to travel all over the world and do all this type of stuff. You can have that. Or you can work a couple of hours a day. You won't have billions, but you'll have peace, stability, and you'll be able to live your life. Yeah, I would definitely, that's what I would take. You know, exactly. I'm wise enough at this at 44. Maybe you would ask a 22 year old David, a DJ, <laughs> and then right. I would give you a different answer. But at right. 44, I, I I know what you know what peace of mind, is, what the value of peace of mind is. You hey, know. Hey, hey. Exactly. So with that being said, man, that was one of the first things I did. The other thing that I did is that I had to help them open their eyes to the challenges that they would face getting out if they decided that they wanted to actually go back to doing crime. So that was one of the things that I had to point out because I'm here with you. You know, so we all did. We did. Yeah, it's I, a different. I, aspect. It's, it's coming from a different person. Someone who's coming in as a contractor and who's or a consultant and coming in and giving that class, and somebody who's actually there with you, exactly. giving that class. That's that's a whole nother situation. It's a whole nother ball because they can't. You can't. You can't BS me. You know what I'm saying? Like I know mm-hmm. what it really is. I'm here with you. I've been down three years now. What you? I know what's going on. I know what you're feeling. And then what I see on the board really tells me what it really is because I felt the same way. So we all had that in common. But what I wanted them to know, because while I was in there, you know, I studied law and legally, and I could have overturned my case, but by the time I was done with my case, I would have still did almost five to six years. So for me, I just wanted to prove a point. But I took my my knowledge that I learned from the legal side of it uh, to really help them understand the conclusion. So I told them this, and I I started all my classes with this. I said, look, there's five things against you if you decide to go out here and do something illegal. And I want you guys to understand these five things, you know? So first, the first thing is that, especially if you go out here selling drugs or whatever it is, you got five things against you. The first thing against you is that you have the prosecutor. The prosecutor is against you because first of all, he's an officer, you know what I'm saying, of the state. Uh, It's all politically driven. 
He's going to make sure that he's going to buy the law and he's going to put everything that he can down on you in order to make sure that the law stick against you in every which way. He doesn't care about you, doesn't care about your family, doesn't care about your situation or your story. Uh-huh. It makes no difference to him. You know, his whole objective, you you committed a crime, so he's going to make sure that you prosecuted at the fullest of the law, and that's why you see them stacking all the cars against you, because they want to make sure you go to prison. The second thing is against you is the judge. The judge usually, in most cases, lack power simply because the prosecutor control it, and he's usually trying to get you to cop out. So therefore, you don't even get the heart of a judge to be able to step in and even make a decision on your behalf, because you're going to end up copping out, taking time, so the judge couldn't make a decision. So the judge is against you too, because he's going to always go with the prosecutor anyway, 90% of the time against you. So that's mm-hmm. two things against you. The third thing is against you is the police. We know that the police is always doing all kind of illegal stuff and whatever. And some of them do do it the right way, but a lot of them don't do it the right way, but whatever it is, they're going to lie, steal, and chill, whatever they steal, whatever they got to do in order to keep you locked up in order to protect whatever they did to make sure that you still go to jail. So now you got three things against you. The fourth thing against you is you got your own attorney. And the reason being is that he's an officer of the state first and foremost. So he has relationships with all these people. So behind doors, they're talking about whatever on your behalf. And usually it's not really good. And the reason being is, is that here's the problem, especially on drug cases. On drug cases, when you get caught, they already know that you're guilty. You already know that you're guilty because you got caught. So in your mindset, you're not thinking about that. I'm not going to go to prison. You already know that you're going to go to prison. So when you're paying an attorney, all you want that attorney to do is actually try to get you less time. Mm. So you've already been defeated. So mm. an attorney could take your money, but does he really have to work hard for you when he already know in your mind you already know you're guilty or you think you're guilty, and mm. all you're trying to do is fight to get less time? Mm-hmm. No. So he's not going to fight. Like, like if you had a murder case where he know you're going to trial, where he actually really got to fight to try to save your life, and he got to take all evidence and things into place in order to be able to build his case. It's not going to be that, you know what I'm saying, when you have these mm-hmm. little petty drug cases, because you're not mm-hmm. going to trial most cases. So that's the fourth thing against you. And then the fifth thing I always told him that was against him is yourself, because you're ignorant. You have no clue about law. You don't have any idea of what's going to happen next to you. So therefore, when you're getting yourself caught, you clueless. Now you want to become a jailhouse attorney and try to understand law, but you should have became an attorney then beforehand, right? <laughs> right. So, so, so in reality, you got those five things against you always. So mm-hmm. anytime that you're going out and breaking law, you got these things that stacked against you and it's psychology built behind it. And the system is set up in a psychology, in a, in a way to psychologically make you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Commit to the life that you're about to live. That's why they try not to let you out of prison. They try to make your bond because they want you to get used to prison life. If you got a man that's in a business and whatever, and he gets to get out, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of times he, he's, reality is not really going to hit him and he can fight so much better being free. And then he may not even go to prison because he may be able to fight it better enough in order to maybe eventually get it, get that case thrown out or whatever. But when you're locked up, it limits mm-hmm. your ability to be able to defend yourself. And then on top of that, it's already conditioning you to be mm-hmm. in prison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a, it changes your mind. It makes you think differently. So I would always teach them that immediately, man, because I wanted them to see going into this. I'm about to teach you real estate, mm-hmm. but everything that I'm about to teach you, if you actually go out and don't use what I'm teaching you, you're going to be right back here and right back in the same situation. But if you go out and use what I'm teaching, I'm going to show you exactly how to do this, how to get out here, how to actually get right out of here, get started and start buying real estate and be able to create your own business and all these wonderful things. So so in in these five phases, I taught it in a way that I built it around, you know, I'm saying a spiritual foundation in terms Mm -hmm. of morally teaching them how to think differently and how to go about investing differently so that not only they can build a really good business, but they can create these amazing relationships down the line. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I realized that was detrimental to prison uh, is that, you know, people talk about rehabilitation, but I always felt like, how could you rehabilitate someone if they haven't been habilitated? Yeah. And what do you mean by that? Because I know you said that before, and I thought that was so profound when you said that. And so what do you mean you haven't been habilitated. So habilitated means that you've already been shown the right foundation. So you, you just drifting away from it. Mm-hmm. So, so to rehabilitate someone is to bring them back to where they was like, you're doing what you, you're, you're doing wrong. 
you did all these wrong things. So we're going to rehabilitate you and bring you back to doing right. But if you never learn what was really right and wrong, mm-hmm. if you don't have the foundation on how to actually live, if you don't even have the foundation on how to live, if you grew up with a crackhead mom and you actually mm-hmm. going out stealing money just to feed your little brothers and sisters and, and you running around here, you know what I'm saying, running errands for dope dealers just to, to, to get a few dollars in your pocket so that you can buy food for your house, that's a different life. Are you yeah. abil- are you habilitated? No. No. So, but then he gets locked up and then you say, we're going to rehabilitate you. No, yeah, really, really, really big tape. What? You know, yeah. you, you, like you said, you, you have no, you have no foundation. You have no foundation. So the prison decision put all these programs together, but they don't put programs that actually go to the root of habilitating someone first. You need to be taught what is right. And that's what I had to even do to myself. And that was the spiritual journey. The spiritual journey was for me to be habilitated first, because I needed to know what I wasn't, what I didn't know and what I was doing wrong first so then now i learned that oh like i learned from spirituality like how to view women differently Mm -hmm. so so you know the way the world view women you know we we use we call them different names we say all these different things but i learned to actually look at women from god's perspective right it was a beautiful thing because it changed my perspective so now Mm -hmm. i'm i'm using spirituality to habilitate me to help me to know okay what i'm supposed to be doing how should how should i be okay in your eyes what a father looked like so then Mm -hmm. i'm learning from our creator versus actually learning from the world Mm -hmm. so it helped me to actually gain a foundation so that not only did i just look at and then look at bit i looked at the world i looked at women you know one of the things i told myself when i got out of prison that i wouldn't even look at a woman for the first two years because i understood that the next time i have Mm -hmm. intimacy with a woman she needs to be my wife Mm. before I went in prison, that was, ne- I had women all over the place. Like it was never, mm-hmm, I never mm-hmm. thought like that. Never thought that I could think like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the power yeah. behind that. You see yeah, what I'm there's, there's a lot of power behind that because, you know, I think sometimes people get out of prison and, you know, I've seen, it was one great show it was on um, the Oprah Winfrey um, network. And it was about, um, about life after getting out of prison and the struggles that people go through because people think it's going to be a continuation of before they went in and family is coming at you, you know, cause they won't, you know, they, they had the expectations, you know, if you had a family before you went to prison and you're going back to that family of your own, they had their expectations of you and been in a, a relationship, a new relationship. They got that person going to have their expectations. And, and to me, when you fresh out of prison, the only expectation that need to be met is your own expectations. You're trying to get your life back together after being locked up. And I think that's a big mistake people make because you get bombarded with all this stuff that you're not ready to handle yet. Yes. And, and that's the case. And, and that's why, you know, the harsh reality is I had to let them, you know, and just bring those things out. Like the, 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 the best chance you have is to change your mindset and stop looking at the world from a criminal mindset and start mm-hmm. looking at the world from a perspective of how can I add value to this world? And the best way to add value to this world is to give something. Yeah. Some sacrifice to has to be made. Sacrifice has to be made. You have to be, a, you have to give something. You have to, you have to actually give something into the world. And, mm-hmm. and I would see some of the most brilliant, some of the most talented people. Hold on for one it. second. Cause we're going to yeah. run over a little bit and I need to just let my, 6.30 know that I'm going to be running over. Give me one second. Okay. Our conversations are good, man, because I think last time <laughs> I had to push back uh, a convers- uh, one of my appointments. Give me one second, because I don't want uh, no to have him confused.
Okay. Alrighty. Okay. So I think what we left off was let me just put this up here so I know when we stopped when we started again. Okay. So we're talking about talking about uh uh when uh people when inmates come out of prison and they're bombarded by all of you know life being thrown at you when really the only thing that you should be more concerned about is just trying to get yourself to some level of normalcy you know because you know to me i think that sometimes from i mean i, I haven't been to prison so i can't speak from my own experience i'm just saying from what i've seen that you can caught up in um all the drama that pretty much got you into prison it comes sort of hitting you in the face when you when you come back out and i think that's a lot of things what happened with recidivism that's i think one of the one of the things that that caused people to go back in so easily so quickly yeah i mean you know recidivism <coughs> you know, can be extremely low with with a good support system yeah but a lot of the people that's in prison shouldn't be in there anyway because a lot of them are non-violent crimes so the recidivism mm -hmm. is probably higher than it would be if a lot of those people wasn't in there and didn't need to be in there if, if you're in there for selling drugs that means that you're just in the wrong business you need to learn a different business and be able to get out here and be able to make money for yourself in a legitimate business yeah if, if he was taught you know what I'm saying the business ethics in terms of what you need to do business-wise mm -hmm. then you probably won't practice that and I test that when I started teaching that course, because the five phases to becoming a successful real estate investor was phase one, uh, um, banking and finance. And, and this is in, and this money. is in your in your book, Balance Success. Okay, yeah, this is not this right here is just jewels for your listener. This is not okay. in the book, but the first the first one is uh you know is five four phases to becoming a successful investor. So the first phase I taught them was banking and financing and understanding the money. Because if you don't understand the money, it makes it difficult for you to be as effective in, in investing in real estate as you can be once you understand the money. So I taught them the money. The second thing that I taught them was real estate investment strategies. I showed them all the different strategies and how they all link with the money, you know, so that they can actually utilize that. So now that they understood the money, banking and finance and contract, all this type of stuff. The next thing that I did is I talked to them about credit. I talked about business credit and personal credit. And I talked to them the power of both. And I taught you how you can use one to leverage the other in order to branch the one off, which is your business credit, so that now you can get the things that you need and start getting lines of credits for 350 or more for your business simply because of a simple strategy. And then the fourth thing is I taught them is about business, setting their business up. And then also about free money, which was government grants and things that they can utilize when they got out that's available for them as investors, as minorities, uh, that they can actually take advantage of and be able to utilize it to stabilize their business because they're able to take advantage of those monies in order to jumpstart programs, do different things that they want to do as far as in the business sector. So those were, to me, are, are the main things that you really need in order to be successful. So uh -huh. they understood all the business structures and how they work once we got to that phase in the program. So they understood which was the right one, how to use it, if they were going to use this for this, if they were going to flip houses, if they were going to do wholesale, and if they were going to just buy and hold, how do you go about it? If they were going to do a combination of all three, they knew exactly how to do it. And the funny story uh, that I, I wanted to mention is that me teaching them this, I'm just creating this because I felt like this is what I needed. Yeah. If I had this, I would have been much better off, you know what I'm saying, making my decisions as I went through, you know, my investing career. So what ended up happening, which was, which was, which was amazing is that this is in, uh, this is March, uh, I think March 3rd of 2015 is when I got released wow, on okay. that day. On that day, I told my cousin, I says, look, I need to go see my PO. Uh, because I, I need to make sure just your I parole want, officer, a parole officer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, want, I need to go see my parole officer because I want to get that out of the way. So she was like, okay, good. So she took me to go see my parole officer. I was sitting down with my parole officer. My parole officer says, Hey, Anthony, you know, we're looking at your record, your low maintenance. So you didn't really get in trouble, nothing like that. So we're not going to really be on you hard. We just want you to check in every, I think she said she wanted me to send her a text or email every six months. And I was like, okay. 
cool. I can do that and just check in with you. And then I always be ready that we can come at any time. So I was like, okay. She says, but more importantly, I want to know what you want to do, what you're going to do with your life. What are you about to do business? What is your plans? And the funny thing about it is that I'm sitting here like, well, you know, I really don't know. I, I said, I want, you know, uh, I got these certifications. I got these things. I says, but my heart, I really want to open back up my real estate investment company and really get back to doing uh, what I was doing before I got in prison. And she was like, you know what? She said, you're like the 10th person that came in here talking about that they are going to build, they want to do this real estate investment business and that they have this idea of what they want to do. And she's like, and you know what? She said, I have not seen people come in so prepared Mm-hmm. for how they were going to do it and why they was going to do it and the system in terms of how to do it. She says, I was blown away. She says, I had to start asking them, where did you get this information from? And it says, we took a real estate investment program while in prison. She's like, so did you take that program? I says, you know what, to be honest with you, I think that was my program. <laughs> she said, really? <laughs> she says, wow. She says, well, look, I want to commend you for what you have, were doing, because I've never seen anybody more prepared coming out in terms of what they were doing. So the reason why I bring that up is it goes back from the beginning in terms of what moved me to teach that course is because I wanted them to not ever sell drugs, not ever commit a crime. So I poured it all in them so that they knew there's no excuses. Here's what you do. I showed them how to take a McDonald's job and make it $8 an hour if you got out of here. Mm-hmm. Here's what your first move should be. Here's what your second move should be. Here's what I gave him a 24 month rule. I said, look, 24 months. You know what I'm saying? Give me 24 months. Take what I'm telling you in 24 months. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to do anything that you want to do. If you do these things in the next 24 months, when you get out. So for me to be sitting there, I didn't even tell her a plan. I didn't even say nothing about 24 months. I'm just sitting here like literally like, I don't know, you know, and then she tells me this about, about my students and how prepared they was. And, and it, it, so it was funny to me, but at that moment, I knew that I had to continue the journey. I knew that, yeah. okay, I, I have to open back up my company. I had to get mm. back going. I have to do it, you know? And, and, and so now let's fast forward to 2021, you know, I've, I've, you know, done some amazing things in real estate you know, since I've been home. And then I also authored this book and everything. And I have another book that I finished that I haven't released yet, which is called The Perfect Mirror. Uh, but that'll be a book. This book right here is a compilation with me and other successful art, uh, authors, like 29 other authors. So mm-hmm. and this book here, Boundless, Boundless Success. success. Yeah, Boundless yes. Success. So it's so this book is a motivational, inspirational book in terms of, you know, just helping you see that changing your mindset will change your life. However, you know, as far as on the real estate, you know, I have some powerful, powerful things that's coming up down the pipeline. Uh, But more importantly, I got the estate masters, which is the program that I'm running right now, where I've kind of condensed this 16 week program that I used to teach uh, these investors. I mean, I mean, the inmates, and then I kind of made it into this super power pack current program that helps anyone who wants to get from A to Z wants to get into real estate and really wants to get to that first you know property and then beyond and then build a viable business uh investing in real estate so that's kind of what led me to that but but I really thank you know what I'm saying that that parole officer for telling me that story because at that moment I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I thought I may have to just go get a job for a while. You know, my mind wasn't even on, I'm teaching them what to do, but in my own state, I'm like, is it really matter? Not that I was worried about if I would be successful or what I would do, but more so it was about, do I even need to do that right now? Like I can just maybe do this, you know, fade to black, so to speak. Like I can just mm. kind of disappear and then I, you know, and be over here and just do me. So do you, was your confidence wounded a little bit? Uh, once you got to, cause you know, uh, sometimes when we get caught up in something and then we feel like, you know, we, we are we are the go-to guy for a particular thing and then um, get, getting into trouble with, you know, it could be for that thing or, with, or for something else, it could scar, I guess it makes you feel like you scarred your reputation and are people going to listen to me or take me seriously now that I have this sort of... Uh, scar on my reputation or however you know it's better to word that but how how was that something that stayed in your mind 
once you got out, when you started you know thinking what? about going back to that kind of work? You know what? I, at, at that moment, I wasn't really even worried about what anybody thought because I had mm-hmm. already came to the conclusion. See, one thing when you're successful at something and you know how to do it in and out and you know the inner workings of it, you don't necessarily worry about it because can't, real estate is the one thing that nobody can prevent you from being able to do if you mm-hmm. know what to do. You know, mm-hmm. so, so it's not like some politics that can be a barrier that can be put up before me. Uh, the thing with real estate is more such building relationships. Uh, so I wasn't necessarily worried about future past relationships because when I was doing business, I always try to do business ethically anyway. So, you know, uh, I, I figured that, but I also know that you can start a new relationship that can benefit you down today. So I knew the power of me meeting somebody today and saying, hey, I'm Anthony Pierre. I'm a real estate investor. Here's X, Y, Z that I do. And he says, hey, you know what? Maybe I give you a call. It's power in that because if he calls me now, it creates opportunity. So in that sense, my confidence wasn't really, you know, beat up or anything, because at that time I had six years to build myself up to the point when that moment came for me to get out, I was ready, but I was more assessed, more or less focused more on my kids. That was the scary part. That was the thing that I was more or less thinking about. Okay. I need to have some stability for the next few months because I want to get my boys. One of my sons was locked up. You know what I'm saying? My other son had just been through some mental issues, you know what I'm saying? And so he was dealing with some stuff. They was having a rough time. So when I got out, it was more or less about me. It was like, okay, I might need to just get a little job or something right now because I want to get a little place so Mm -hmm. I can get my boys. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was more or less thinking about. So I was more or less thinking about stability, not really worrying about if I can get into real estate. But when she told me that, my confidence boosted even more to say, nah, I'm about to go ahead and get my business open. I'm about to open up right away. I'm not going to wait you know what I'm saying, for six months or whatever, just get a job. If I can get a job, great, but I'm about to open my business back up right now. And that's exactly what I did. So when I when I literally got home, I did two things. The first thing I did is I wrote a book. I, fin- I wrote a book and then I actually opened back up my company and uh, and I started a uh, the design for what I'm releasing, which is a game app, which is called Estate Masters Real Estate Academy. So I started the inner workers of this game based off of how I was teaching them to make it interactive for kids or anyone to be able to learn how to invest uh, in real estate through a game type setting that allows them to be able to have fun with it and be able to take in all this knowledge and then see this stuff in real real life like but you in a game but it's real life and it's different than these games that you see out here right now because some of these games give you real life scenarios but this particular game that i'm that i'm designing that that i'm actually we we, we actually have designed a lot of we're about to go into the development stage uh this particular game helps you to be able to go in and actually really live it so for example phase one we teach you you know what i'm saying it's a game that you play to break up the learning but we teach you banking and finance and, and understanding the money in that phase phase two we teach you all the real estate investment strategies and things that you need to do then phase three all those things you learn in phase one and phase two you actually have to actually take it and do it in phase three, which becomes a beautiful virtual city that you that you actually go into. Mm-hmm. And now you actually in the you have to pick your own avatars, five avatars. You pick one. They have a specific situation, and it tells you exactly what their situation is. Well, based off of whatever their situation is, you have to take what you learned in phase one and phase two and complete your mission. So you'll get a mission, and every time you complete a mission, you'll get another mission. And what it does. It's really teaching you actually everything about business, uh, proper finance management, you know what I'm saying, developing a business, growing a business, all these different things all in one. So when this app be available? Well, this particular app right now, we I'm I'm actually when 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 I'm actually working on right now. I got a, a, a crowdfunding. Uh, I got to do finish up this uh, pitch deck that I'm putting for this crowdfunding because we're mm. going to raise some money for the development stage. But we do have the design done. I do have like the video tutorials done that actually teaches you. Wow. 
through that. So, so I have all that done. Now we just get into that next phase, which is developing, you know, uh, phase three, uh, which is the actual virtual city. So we're about to raise some money and with some investors, I'm about to, you know, do a crowdfunding I already set up. I just got to, I'm waiting on my one partner to send me, he, he, I'm waiting on him to send me his, uh, his photo and some other different things they need to send me about his credentials so that I can upload all this. And then we're going to probably make it live, man. And hopefully we raise the money we need here in the next you know, say in the next month or so, so that we can go ahead and finish the development side of it and then hopefully have it ready in 2022, uh, mm -hmm. ready to go and out in the market. Uh, and it'll be a free game app so that way people can play it and, you know, what I'm saying, and be able to gain the knowledge and stuff like that in it. So, mm -hmm. uh, but, but, what I plan on doing because I got a state master's in real estate academy, I'll they my my students will be the first ones to be able to interact with it because mm. you know what I'm saying we'll be making sure we tweak it over the next coming weeks and months. Uh once it comes out, we'll we'll do, you know, we'll do a lot of back testing and stuff like that with them uh mm. as they play the game and and, and and go through the process. And then eventually we'll release it to the rest of the world. So how can the uh the viewers find you? and also take part in your course. Oh, okay. Well, you can actually go to, uh, you know, Linktree is the best way to contact me. So you can go to Linktree slash A-P-I-E-R-R-E-1002, and you should be able to pull me right up. Uh, I should come right on up and get all my information there. On there, you can buy the book if you want to. On there, you can take, I got a free uh, webinar where I teach you five uh, simple steps to making $50,000 or more on all your real estate flips. Uh, you, can, you can take that. You can actually check that out. And then also, I got all my social media links. Uh, I also got, I got a Facebook group that you can join. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Well, make sure you send me all those links so I can include them in the show description so people can easily access those things. Yeah. I'll make sure you have the link to Linktree. All those links are on Linktree. So literally it'll go in there and say, join the Facebook group. You can click on that and join it. It says webinar. You can click on that. It says, if you want to purchase the book, click on that. It even got press release on there. If you want to check out that as well. So all of that is on there. Uh, so that they can contact me. And it also has, if they want to get a free 45 minute uh, real estate consultation, you can click on there and then you can schedule an appointment with me and I can sit down and uh, and just see where you're at in your life and see if it's something that mm -hmm. we can do. And if there's a fit and be able to help you be able to get wherever it is you're trying to go. And this is for everyone. It's not just for people who may have uh, have left the, the prison system. This is also for people who just, you know, want to do better, who want to become entrepreneurs, who want to get involved in real estate. Yeah, I mean, the, what I taught in prison was a blessing to the prison system, but what I teach is universal. I don't care where you are mm -hmm. in the world. What I Real estate is universal. I don't care if you're in England or if you're in Australia. Real estate is real estate. Mm -hmm. Once you learn the principles that you need, you can go in that market and do whatever you want. So this is for anyone in the U.S., anyone around the world that's really serious about, you know, learning how to invest in real estate. And again, like I said, it's an eight-week course. You can take that course. We, we take you from zero to putting you in your position so that way you got a viable business set up and you're able to purchase your first property and able to move further forward. And we, and the one thing I, that I do in this program is that I open up my resources to you. So this is not one of those programs where you just learn all this different stuff and we leave you out there. No, when you, when you're ready, when you at that stage and ready to make your move to get your first house, which we hope within the first, you know, eight weeks, you're able to do it because that's our goal. Wow. You move. Fast. Yeah, you, yeah, you move fast. Yeah. 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 That's... I mean, because because here's the thing is, is that most people who want to invest in real estate been wanting it for years. So they may not have all the information, but they they really want to make it happen. And what happens is, is that you have to get them success quickly. Mm -hmm. So for some of them that may want to delay, you know, I always tell you, you delay uh, simply because you're afraid. Right. And fear is not going to really get you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the abilities and the skill set right now to run a business if somebody's able to walk you through it and help you. So this coaching program or mentoring program is me actually taking you by your hand and making sure that you make the steps, take the right steps. And once you take those steps, now you're able to do what you've been wanting to do. And now you see that, ah, I actually can do it. And you have support. 
You're not by yourself. You know, in a program, we have a mindset coach that you have that actually helps you overcome you because a lot of times mm. the biggest thing that's stopping you is you. Mm, yeah. So yeah. once we help you overcome you, when you have an assignment and you're like, ha, ah, I can't do this. You got a mindset coach like, no, you can't do it. Here's, I'm going to tell you why you can do it. And here's why, and you about to do it. And here's how you're going to do it. And so that is something that we all need in order to really help us to overcome ourselves when we start doubting ourselves. And when we start saying we can't, you know, like me, I have a challenge right now. I got to raise like, for this part, I got to raise like, I don't know, 180, I think it's like $170,000. Right. So I was, I'm just telling you how mindset working. I was like, man, you know, how am I, I need to get this, how am I raise this right away? So mm -hmm. I started telling myself, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to do this. And then I had to stop myself, like, hold up. Man, you don't raise millions of dollars. You, you didn't have, what are you doing? Like, wake up, like, okay, let's take the steps. See, I would have spent a lot of time doubting myself and I'm wasting time. Right. Instead of actually moving in action and putting energy behind it, nothing comes to you unless you actually put action out there. So you don't even know what can come your way if you don't put action to it. So mm. if you don't ever try to buy real estate, you never know. You might be amazing at it. Yeah, I mean, it's so many things that I have to invite you back to. I mean, one of the things that you hit on was definitely about, you know, how do you, you know, raise money for your, for your, uh, you know, for your business? I mean, that's something that I got to have you back on to discuss in detail, you know, because that's the thing that we, you rarely ever get a, a course on, you know, and there's so many other things in the interview that, this interview that you said that just needs its own uh, session of uh, conversation in itself, you know, because uh, it's just its own topic. So, man, I, I, I'm just so impressed by your knowledge because um, you see, you know, it's not what I gather from it is that you're not a man about talk. You are about execution. You know, let's get this done. Let's do it. Let's knock it out. And I, I really dig that. I mean, that's like, that's to me is one of the, the best things in the world when I meet somebody and they're like, you know, we can talk about this about about 15 minutes <laughs> after that let's start getting to do actually doing something to to make it happen so that's 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 amazing to me well i thank you man like i said i give all praises to the most high man i mean uh in that sense uh but more importantly man is that i, I think that we all have these gifts that we have and i think for me anytime somebody was talking about doing something i was more excited about doing it yeah. So I can listen to you for a minute, like, mm -hmm. and then my friends would tell you, is like, don't tell P about it yet because they know me because I'll be the first one, like, because they know first thing I'm going to say, okay, we're going to do it. You know, like, like uh -huh. my, my buddies was talking about one day about doing a podcast and it was like, you know, we have all these amazing conversations, but we need to do our own podcast. Mm -hmm. And I says, okay, well, let's get it going. And then mm -hmm. they started to say, whoa, wait, well, wait, this. Uh, <laughs> right. Said, All right, man. Yeah. We're going to keep it I'm moving. I'm not man. into that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so that, so you're absolutely right, man. That's just what I've always been about, man. And, you know, I, I'm about doing it, man. I've helped so many people uh, that didn't believe that they were able to do different things. And then within two, three weeks, they done bought their first house. And they like, Wow. I never thought I could do that. No, you can do it. You know, you just mm -hmm. need the tools. And that's where the power of mentoring is, man. I, and I know right now, coaching, mentoring, you probably seen it everywhere because, you know, right now, you know, we're in a pandemic, people are at home. So everybody is taking these skills and they're trying to put it out there to make a couple of dollars. But, but on just a serious note, mentoring is the quickest way to curve that learning curve, man, and to shorten it. Yeah. It's the quickest way to do it. So although you may be skeptical on anything, I don't care what it is you want to do in life, you may be skeptical. I suggest that everyone get you a mentor. If it's one that you're talking to that you can't afford, find you one that you can't afford, mm -hmm. but have an open heart to get that information that you need so that you can get to that next step because that was the difference for me. And that has been the difference from every person that I met that was extremely successful. And once I realized that, I overcame myself because I can remember me sitting in seminars with people with mentor programs. And as soon as they get to the money, I'm like, deuces. 
I'm out right. of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm out of here, right? So I get up and I leave. And it was just one particular time that I was so tired of me trying to get into real estate that I said, my brother, as soon as he started talking about the money, my brother was like, oh, that's our cue. Let's go. And I'm like, I grabbed his hand for the, his arm for the first time. And I said, hold up. Stop. Let's just let him out. And he said something to me, man, that is profound to this day. Uh-huh. It has affected me 20 something years later. And one of the things he said when, when my when brother sat back down, we started listening. He said, look, he says, I understand that some of you guys can't afford this. And I understand that. And, and, and rightfully so. You probably can't afford it. And, and that is what it is. He says, but some of you guys can afford not to. Wow. So for me, that hit me to the core because basically what he was saying is, is that you are at that point where you have to do something. You mm. cannot afford your bank accounts is low. You don't have money. You behind you. It's, you can't afford. You got to do something right now. You have to figure out how to come up to get this mental. You have to figure out how to go get this money. Like for me, it, it made me realize that. And and in my account at that time, I had exactly the amount that he was asking for, just a wow. few dollars over. So, you know, and, and it was like rent and all, like everybody else. I got the same story. It was like, my, I needed that money in, in probably a few weeks later. But, but, uh, but what I did is, is I says, you know what? I told my brother, I says, we going. He says, well, I don't, I don't got no money. I said, don't worry about it. I'm going to pay for it. Right. So, so I ended up paying for it, man. And you know, that changed my life. That was the defining moment right there. When you asked me earlier, like for me to get, that was the defining moment. I did a three-day webinar. Out of that three-day webinar, I got all this information. And then with me being already in the mortgage industry, I was able to put all that together. I understood the money. Now I understood the strategies. Now I put everything together. And then I created uh, this amazing, amazing uh, program where we end up purchasing, like I mentioned earlier, 17 houses in six months. Wow. Uh, You know, one of my first buildings I ever bought, I bought it with no money down. It was a 10 unit building. It, it had, it was tore from the floor up. I ended up getting the seller to give it to me, uh, for no money right up front. He ended up actually giving me the money of like over 50,000 to fix it up. And he did not get a payment for a whole year. Wow. So a lot of people say, well, how is he able to do that? That is what I learned is lessons that I learned from putting in that class that made me put it all together with what I already started learning and seeing and understanding the money is the most important thing. When you understand the money, then everything else comes to you. And that's why I started laughing when I started getting this feeling like I got to raise this money in a couple of weeks. And then I had to settle down like, mm-hmm. what are you tripping about? Let's go. You know <laughs> Let's do it. Let's right. It. Right. You know what I mean? So, so it's the same thing. So we, we all have to have these reminders and all, and I still invest in coaching to this day. I, I still, yeah. I, I, yeah. I invested this year alone. I invested this year alone, probably close to $20,000 just in my education, you know what I'm saying? Continuing to understand because we have an ever growing world and economy and the businesses is shifting. What's high? If you get too comfortable in your own zone, then mm. you're going to end up falling behind or being left behind. And then there's yeah. new ideals, new strategies that's being put out there that's coming out that's fresh and new. And if mm. you're able to get hold of this information early, mm-hmm. it actually can give you an advantage. So, you know, people that are coming into my program, not only am I conditioning you to actually get uh mentoring, but continue for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's the cheapest way for you to be able to go from this level to that level. So if you get to seven figures and you've been stuck there for a while, how are you going to get to eight figures? Well, you probably need to have mentoring from somebody that's at eight figures. Yeah. You got to get out of that zone to be able to ask questions. You got to be able to knock on some doors. And sometimes I think that's people's fear, but that's the missing link many of the times that you, you, you are not going to get it by waiting for someone to say, hey, here's my hand, let me, let me lift you up. You got to be willing to say, you know, well, let me find someone who's willing to show me how to do this, who's already had that success, already have mastered it, and can now direct you how to do the same. And here's what, here's a tip for your listeners. You know, one of the quickest and easiest ways to get 
information from anybody, especially somebody that's extremely successful, is to invite them to lunch. I do it all the time with big time mm-hmm. attorneys. I take them out to eat. They got to eat. Right. You know, I, I don't want to sit in your office and you charge me 130. Here, man, let where are you going to eat at? Let me take you out to eat. I just so we can have a conversation. So now yeah. you get a, a, a hour of what you can get a 200 a $200, $300 an hour attorney to sit down and maybe you spend 40 $50 for food and y'all eat and you build a relationship. Yeah. Nothing yeah. more powerful than taking someone out. So if you got someone that's near you that you're trying to get close to that's successful, just ask to take them out to eat. Start there. Yeah. And yeah. therefore, you'll get a lot of information. Uh, that or or a food. cup of coffee, you know. Because I said, you, 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 if you ask me for a cup of coffee, you'll definitely have because I'm definitely uh, yeah. big on uh, some caffeine. There you go. <laughs> well, so- that's well, I want to thank you for, well, thank you for that tip. Thank you for, for being a guest on the show, man. I, you have given us so many um, uh, tidbits of information and gold nuggets of information. And again, I got to have you back on the show because uh, just some of the things that you said deserves a show on its own because... Um, people just need to know how. I mean, there are things I like. I need to talk to you about some things because certain things that uh, just impress me in terms of me building my business, you know, because I'm about execution, I'm about, you know, when we discuss it, then let's talk about doing it, you know. And mm-hmm. to me, I see somebody who has that ability, and that's also what's the the mantra for them. Then I know that we're, you're my kind of people, you know, because that's important to me about actually not just about talk, but actually doing it and also seeing results. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that, man. It's been a pleasure, man. I was looking forward to coming on here, man. So yeah. thank you for having me, man. And I'm so uh, thankful. And if you want me to come back, just let me know. Give me a topic. I definitely we'll will, man. I got a couple already uh, written down. Okay. <laughs> you taking notes like that. Oh, yeah, man. I've been taking notes the whole time. Okay. So <laughs> trust me, I, I will be getting back in touch with you. Um, so thank you for, for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Uh, and, and thank you. And thank you, thank you for listening to the, to the show. Yeah, man. Okay.